Welcome to Sunday School. Bang, bang. It is uh, currently September 15th. Am I correct? It's a Wednesday. I believe, yeah. September 15th. I got it right. Yeah. Nice. That was without looking at the phone, which was right there. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, we are recording this on uh, Wednesday night, right before the week two Thursday night football game. Uh, yeah, you. we released an episode last week, week one. Uh, a lot of craziness happened. Lots of craziness. Yeah, uh, I have right here that it was actually the record number of underdogs on week one to cover the spread. Ever. Ever on a week one. Which is so, funny, because I feel like we liked a lot of the underdogs, too. Um, not like, so, uh, yeah, I mean... I liked a lot of the underdogs, but I didn't bet any of the underdogs. So right. I, yeah, not not that we necessarily bet them, not, but we just yeah. we no, thought we, we favorably. Went, we went game them. through game, right. and uh, I, you know, I definitely said I liked the Steelers covering. Yeah, they so won. You did say you, that exactly. And what did, you bet the money line? Didn't I you? took them. Uh, I took a money line, and when we if. Are we going to get another chance to talk about that? Or could I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll circle I'll, back. We'll, we'll circle back. Circle that. back. We'll circle back. But yeah, we, uh, you, yeah, you were, you liked a lot of the underdogs. And I, did, I, yeah. I liked a few of them. But, you know, overall, I did not come out positive last week. It happens. Uh, it, it happens. happens. You know, I, it was a tough week one. Yeah. I mean, I did not see a record number of underdogs covering that week. I, I very much liked a lot of those favorites. Um, yeah, so, uh, in, in, so looking at, uh, other week one underdog performances, there was only three times, uh, in the past where there was 11 underdogs that covered on week one. So the Raiders were the ones that broke the record. They were, they taught, it was tied. And then, uh, the Raiders broke the record to make it 12 underdogs to cover. Um, before that, there was only three other week ones where there was 11 underdogs to cover. So it was a crazy week, a lot of stuff to go over. And uh, where would you like to kind of lead off? What was like the game that you thought was, you know, either the most exciting or most underwhelming, most overwhelming? Just what's the game that like kind of just like after, you know, after everything that happened was like really just bang like right in your eyes like what was like the biggest thing well i gotta say we we have to acknowledge what the detroit lions did in terms of coming back on the 49ers yes maybe i'm a little biased um because i had the lions plus nine uh but so look real quick i just think that game was fireworks it's one of those that was one of those games where like as a better like when you find yourself in an awful situation and you just start saying yourself like out loud or in your head like oh if only this happens if this happens and that happens then that happens maybe we got a chance and like all those things happen i can tell you so i i'm pretty sure on week one uh the pod i said that i liked the lions covering that i did not have them at all in my card uh with my bookie And so I was not emotionally invested in that game. And I just have to say, like, I mean, that is like one of those times if I had San Fran minus eight. Oh, my God. I would have already. Or no, 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 no. Let me rephrase that. If I had (laughs) Detroit plus eight or plus nine when it was 38 to 10, I would have already been like going through the four o'clock game saying, all right, yeah. new parlay, <laughs> new, new parlay. And, and like this game, I just got roasted. Yeah. Like that's how that game was. Like from what I saw, I had to work on Sunday, which was horrible, which is, 
You did, you, yeah. You, you never, left uncharacteristically I, early. I yeah. first Sunday of the year, uh, I was not happy to. I I had red zone. I had a good one p.m. to right, two p.m. red zone, you know, time to myself with the boys. But then I had to go work. So yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. But I did. So I did miss a lot of you know the games. Tried to catch up on it and uh, you know the highlights and all the important stuff. Yeah, you know, that from what I saw in that game, it was like, all right, this 49ers team is just gonna steamroll them and there's no coming back. Yeah, but hey, Dan yeah. Campbell, man, he he has that team uh fired up. They don't give up. And I'm, I'm that team is like I have my eye on. Like I have my eye on them. I, oh yeah. I I think we said it. This team is not going to be as bad as people think they are going to be. Sure, they lost. Yeah, but they showed a lot of fight. Jared Goff showed that he can still check it down to his running backs. We saw DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams like literally each get targeted. I think it combined like twenty times. Crazy, just so, these little dinks. Yeah, little dinks. That's that's what the uh, that's what they want to do. And if you're gonna give it to them, then yeah, like watch out for this team. Uh, yeah, I it, 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 Lions strike me like they're gonna be one of those Forty Nineers and Lions both strike me like they're gonna be those pesky teams yeah. that like the Forty Nineers are gonna come out fall flat in situations against teams that you're just like what the hell happened and then the Forty Nineers are gonna come out and like cover or like beat teams that you're like there's they had no business doing that they're gonna be yeah. the thorns and betters sides oh hundred percent those two teams yeah it's never gonna feel good betting no. Detroit plus points anytime we're still gonna do it no. as the year goes on right. i know there's gonna be plenty of weeks where i say i am doing it right i don't know if this will be the week but you'll have to find out later on in the pod uh other craziness that happened throughout week one did you catch the uh the washington versus chargers game in glimpses, I can't glimpses. say. I, I, yeah, obviously going back and forth through red zone, you know, we saw we saw most of it. I didn't, I wasn't able to see the entire thing, but both teams looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, first things first is it sucks that Ryan Fitzpatrick is gone. Awful. Uh, I think we have him down for six to eight weeks with a hip injury. Yep, it's a true bummer. Um, Bo show. Yeah, it's you know you hate to see. A quarterback go down week one especially a guy that's on a new team and right. click like you i mean it seemed like they had the recipe to have a, a really good stretch like sure. and, and put themselves in position to win the title for the nfc east but uh yeah now he's out taylor heineke is in and uh before we go into the thursday night like like before that so washington's gonna be playing this thursday right. that'll be one of the first games we talk about in week sure. two yeah but did you see what happened in the stands of the Washington game? I didn't know. Uh, so, uh, supposedly, some Washington football fans literally got shit on. A pipe burst uh, in one of the sections, and I guess, I, I still have not seen the footage. I've only heard about it. They literally, like, people were, like, at least dozens of people got, like, sp like the pipe burst and they were getting sprayed on. They just thought it was like water. But then, like maybe five, ten seconds later, they realized that it wasn't just water. It was pretty much shit. It was sewage it was, water. It was, it was like sewage. A, oh. Straight sewage. And like I literally was just like thinking to myself, what would I do if that happened to me? <laughs> and and, it, and so what happened was uh, Dan Schneider, uh, I think they offered every fan that got shat on yeah. a... Uh, 
a choice of a ticket for the rest of the season so they could choose a game that they would like to go to. Okay. They also got put in a suite for the rest of that game, the current game, week one. Okay. And I, I'm almost positive they uh, took them to the pro shop and gave them some new clothes. Is that an A, is that enough for you? No. That's Listen, not enough. No. <laughs> what else would you want? No. Uh, <laughs> I, I can tell you right there, I'd be like... Depending on the jersey, I'd be, like that I was wearing. If I wore like a fresh, uh, let's say a white Terry McLaurin jersey, and that, I'd be fucking heated. I'd be like, give me that money back. Like I'm like, you know what I mean. First off, I'd be I'd be asking for some demands, but I don't know. That's I'm just gonna say it. Pretty good starting point by Dan Schneider. I thought I thought he wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, make amends with the fans there. Not a bad starting point. I'll say this: the pro shop is where this discussion begins. I'm saying, look. <laughs> I'm going right I'm, there. I, we're not having a conversation until, A, you take me to the pro shop and I go pick out whatever the hell I want. No price limit. Yeah. And then I come back and you escort me to like some private suite with a shower and I take a nice hot shower. The shower is And then I get to put on part. my new comfy clothes. Okay. And then we can start talking about how you're going to make this up to me. <laughs> yeah. And now that, yeah. that, that starting point is I don't want one game that I choose. What? One game that I can choose? What are Washington football tickets going for? That's true. Yeah. Maybe like seventy five to hundred bucks for, for like a ticket. Maybe like one fifty. I wonder what you gotta give me I a little wonder, more than I wonder that. where the tickets would be. That's a that's a good point. I mean if I gotta know what if the you're tickets at, are. if you're telling me, Oh yeah, any game of your choice and then uh you'll be in the three hundreds. No 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 no. no. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm I'm the captain now. I, I get to tell you what I want. I would basically, I would want them to say, hey, look, it doesn't, actually, I would rather this. It doesn't necessarily have to be like luxury box seats or even like down in like the field or 50 yard line seats. But I'd, I'd expect them to say, hey, for the rest of this season, yeah. you want to come to a game? Give us a call. We'll find an open seat <laughs> yeah, for you, and we'll put you somewhere. It wasn't too many people. One so game. You're, you're really only catering to, what, 25 yeah. people, 30 people? You That's gave nothing. them one you so much money game to come back to? And they got shit on. So, no. yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, no. you should literally be, like, sucking their dicks and, like, hey... We're going to help you out. Please don't sue us. It's, it's like one of those disrespectful things that could happen to a person. Is just I know. Get covered in another person's So excited. Shit and piss You're and... ready to go back into a football stadium oh. after COVID. You're pumped up. It's week one. You're excited. And, you, yeah. and then a pipe burst. Oh, ruining, ruining someone's week one of NFL that's, season that's should a be a crime. Problem. That should be a yeah. crime within itself. Yeah. That should the be punishable by jail. The fact time. that's on week one makes it yeah. a little, oh. like, actually a lot worse. Like, Son of a bitch. Yeah. So that, I mean, my follow-up question is, now that we know what Snyder did real quick, yep. let's throw it as Pats fans. Imagine week one, you're at the Patriots-Dolphins game. Yes. And that happens to you. Let's say yes. we're, all, we're all sitting together and it happens to us. Yes. Would you accept Kraft's offer of, like, pro shop, suite, and let's just, let's just go ahead and say it's the suite with, you know, like, like with... Maybe not him, but like some higher ups. Let's just say that. I don't know. You're like in there with, uh, yeah, you know, some some people that you know. I don't know. And then also, they say game of your choice. Like really good seats at the fifty. You know, and we already means. know what game we're you talking already know about. What that week means. four. Yeah, that's what do you do? Oh, oh well, I mean, oh, in person, in person, 
I'm speaking like objectively. Oh no, 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 no. So no, here's all right. So uh, let me rephrase that. Would you get shit on to go to the week four oh, game? That yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of where I was leading at. Um, so would you like, like, let's say, yeah, let's just say it doesn't happen, and you and I say I can make that pipe burst and so make I, you right. rain, rain, like have shit rain on you for right. a minute. So then basically, what, I, right? So I, I get covered in the shit. Then I get to go minute. to the, I get to go to the pro shop, then yep, shower same, off, same kind of hang thing. out with Kraft, and then go to the Bucks game. Yeah. Yeah. For a minute. Yeah. You get shit on. They could they could they could probably pour acid on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good answer because yeah. uh yeah. No, I mean 100%. I don't I don't know how many pass fans would be like, no, I wouldn't get shit on. No, dude. That's yeah. a, that this game is like everyone's like knockoff on going to this week four game that's gonna come up in a few weeks is uh it's a lot of money and I'd, like I'd rather just watch the broadcast. You know what I mean? Like dude. like but hey, if someone's gonna say, you know, Go under that uh, shit sprinkler for a minute, yeah. and we'll give you tickets to that game. I'm probably going through that for shit sprinkler. For seats in the 50-yard line, I'll fucking snow, snow angel <laughs> in the ground, and Kraft can take a nice pruny dump on me himself. Wow. Yeah. I, like that's, those tickets are going to be like, that's going to be the best football game in the history of the world. Yeah, especially like, for us who we've literally, been, yeah, we literally grew up. I with can't think of a more yeah. monumental game in the history of the NFL than yeah. Tom Brady coming back to play Bill Belichick and the Patriots in their new rookie quarterback. I know that's the icing on the cake. That's After not, winning a Super not, Bowl, I know, it, and yeah, I know exactly. It, like, was this written by an author? I can like, tell you what: if the Patriots win that game by like Mac Jones two minute drill touchdown, oh my it, god, that that's written by. You know, someone, then, yeah. that's written by a good author. There's a god. <laughs> if Some, that, someone's if in there. That happens. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that was some craziness that happened uh, week one, and yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, what else happened? There was a lot of injuries. We uh, talked about Fitzpatrick. Uh, there was only a couple of other major ones to important players, and this is kind of like you know, in the fantasy world to keep an eye on. The most important ones were Raheem Mostert. Uh, yeah, we have found out now that he is he's out for the year. Uh, yeah. He had some kind of you know chipped cartilage in his knee, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's just a guy that. If you, have you seen the episode of SpongeBob where the guys are like every morning I break my legs, yeah. every afternoon I break my arms? Like this guy, Mostert. <laughs> like it literally when someone like told me like, oh, Mostert's questionable return, I literally rolled my eyes and was just like this is going to be bad. Like yep. this, this guy is just made of glass. It's unbelievable. So made of glass. Uh, yeah. Uh, I feel bad for anyone that invested in him in any fantasy league or literally just anything, but the 49ers will keep moving on. They have plenty of running back. So if you're a 49ers guy, I wouldn't really let that bother you. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Most are going down. If you still think the 49ers are good, you really shouldn't change your perspective there. Uh, one of the best receivers, the best receiver to go down to a pretty big injury was Jerry Judy. Uh, high ankle sprain. He's probably going to be out yeah. six to eight weeks. Hate Tough. to see that happen to a young kid who last year everyone saw, you know, you know the spurts and right. his flashes, but he didn't really have a great year last year. He had quite a few drops, and then week one he gets a high ankle sprain. So it's not a good start for him. No. Uh, it definitely, you know, I was a little high on Denver, but like just after, especially seeing them put up twenty seven against a 
I'm not going to call the Giants a good defense. You're not going to do that either. Average defense. Average. They're probably middle of the road defense. Yeah. Pretty impressive for that uh, the Denver offense to put up 27 on a pretty like their first game all together with Teddy B. For sure. Um, That's kind of what I took from that. But yeah, no. Without Jerry Judy, uh, this is a pretty big downgrade. But they do have some receivers to back that up. I do think they have some depth. I would. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I think they're a deep team, like in the sense that like they really do. What is it? They got like Cortland Sutton, Sutton who's a stud, mm-hmm. KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, who is just he's just kind of proving himself to be like you know Mister like reliable. Yeah, out there yeah. Now. Everyone forgets about Tim. Yeah, Patrick. I I think it's a deep team. Obviously, it it, it hurts. And the two tight ends they have. No yeah. fan, Albert uh, O. Albert, oh, I just call oh, him. I don't even. Yeah, yeah no, don't. Even don't you can never that. try and get me to pronounce that one. No, but it's just Albert O. But yeah, they, no, they're 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 a deep team, so we will see. It actually, I, I I heard something interesting too on uh, a mutual podcast that we both listened to the uh, the fantasy footballers. How uh, uh, they basically threw a stat out there talking about how uh, even before Jerry Judy got hurt. He was trailing, I guess, Sut- uh, Sutlin and uh, Patrick in routes run, and he was like right about even with like Hamler. Really? Yeah, I did not know that. It was interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Okay then. Well, yeah, that's kind of a uh, you know just some important injuries that happened. Uh, were there any else I missed that you can think of? Any other big injuries from week one? No. Uh, T. Higgins almost gave me a goddamn heart attack. Oh, there's uh, quite a few mini heart attacks throughout the oh day. Oh, my God. Uh, well, I, I got a notification that he was getting <laughs> carted off the field, and I literally, like, my my heart, heart my heart was, was in my butthole at that point. And then I then I found it was just a cramp, like, 15 nice. minutes later. So Yeah, yeah. that's good. There's a couple other guys. Uh, Lockett. Yeah, he was, Lockett. He went yeah. um, and then came right back and got a 69-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm word uh, and then who else was it Deontay Johnson looked like he was in so much he looked pain. like he was over the air with a broken back I didn't even see the play and I just saw him on the ground like in so much pain I was like oh my god what happened like, yeah, he's to done you? poor guy but hey he came back and also got a touchdown so yeah yeah uh, if Very you yeah don't worry about those guys they were pretty much fine uh, were there any lessons learned from you after week one like anything that let's say uh could be a player or a team that you know going into the season you thought you know what this team is going to be like really bad or like this like you know what i think this team is going to be really good and then and then week one happened now you're now you're just like oh man i may have been wrong so like is there anything that you think you got wrong and you want to you know i have is there anything i think i got wrong let me think let me could be right. a, i could go first a player uh, you, oh, if this, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Wanna so, go player first. If we go maybe. with something, yeah, if we go with something that go wrong, um, I was wrong about Tyrell Williams. He's a fuck. He's a bum. He's an <laughs> he's an absolute <laughs> bum. So glad uh, you said it. Everyone was. He thought, got a concussion. He, he was in protocol. Even before his concussion, he was yeah. absolutely bumming it. And if you when you saw him rumbling around in the field, it literally looked like uh, he was an old man out there. Talk about someone who was like immobile. Uh, yeah, I'm just. I couldn't be fading that guy any harder. Okay. After I mean, my hot, my high start on him. I mean, uh, it's good to know that like not a lot of people had him in fantasy because yeah. it seemed to only be you. You're on, the, you're on a land of your own there. So I really it's, was. It's cool. You tested out the waters and you, yeah, I you stuck your toe in and you said, "I'm good." No, so it's it's good. Like learned. You learned a lesson. I did. It's cool. It's it's cool to cut bait at the right time. I did. I also, I, yeah, I did. There's a uh, one guy that. 
I'm willing to admit I have like literally no shares of this guy across anything, yeah. and I'm a little bummed out now. Can you uh, maybe predict who this is? I, so you have you, I, have you know no I do, ownership I, you, of him, but you're bummed out. Yeah, I'm a little bummed out. He had a pretty good week. Uh, like a few weeks before the season started, people were like, "Man, this doesn't look good. I I wouldn't be drafting this player. I wouldn't be like you know this is not a great offense." Uh, like just stay away from this guy. Like interesting that you. That I think it's not a team that you like. It's not a team that I like. I'm no. I'm a little. I'm a little receiver. A, a receiver, huh? Rookie receiver. Is it? Is it Jalen Waddle? No, it's actually Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Yeah. Wow. I. Uh, I so I was very much off him for like the longest time, yeah. and then like. It was like confirmation bias. Like after, when I saw him like making drops in preseason and like all these bad, all this bad news about like the Bengals, I was like, oh my god, there's no way I'm gonna like ever, ever get on this guy. Like, right. uh, no, I he looked really good from what I saw. Um, I didn't get to catch the whole game, but I've seen some highlights. He burnt Patrick Pearson. I know Patrick Pearson's like a vet now, and he's yeah. not in his prime, but. There was some place he made him look silly. It reminded me a lot of Judy last year, where th- maybe he didn't it didn't show up on the uh, the box score with, but like I mean, he was making really crisp routes, yeah, uh, making good catches like in the middle of the field, and he also got a fifty yard touchdown. So he I did. mean, I mean that's not bad either. So I this is a guy that like I was basically telling everyone I knew to like just don't waste a draft pick on this guy like yeah and he proved me wrong lesson learned i'm gonna be keeping an eye on him throwing him throwing him in some draft kings and stuff going forward when i think they're gonna be in a shootout so that's all yeah i will say uh i'll say real quick i do have a, a le- another lesson that i learned i'll give you i'll give you two more real quick and we can yeah, sure. we can save them we can we can save the in-depth analysis because i yeah, know we're gonna, we're gonna go be talking that. about this team um I will say I am ready to crown that I am correct on Joe Burrow being the next Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. I know wow. it's only week one, and you might call me crazy, but I think every week here on out, I'm going to sound a little less crazy. So okay. keep that in mind. Right. Uh, number two, a team that I wouldn't necessarily say I was wrong about because in this aspect. I was, I'm very high on them as a team or was very high on them as a team. I would say after watching their game this week, I saw a certain aspect of their team get exposed, and it's making me worry, and that's the Los Angeles Rams. I think we'll talk about that. Ooh, okay. Cool, yeah. cool. All right, yeah, don't spoil that one. No, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get into that one. Uh, yeah, another lesson learned. Just uh, This is a team that I uh, I think I was wrong about, and it's the New Orleans Saints. I Yeah. I'm not ready to call this one like a complete loss. I thought this team was going to be like bad, bad, like dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah, like I thought, I thought they're going to be last in the division. Right. Which uh, no longer I share that take. Um, it's definitely going to be the Falcons. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, rule number one of all betting is just don't bet on the Falcons for me ever. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, Jameis uh, looked good. Was very efficient. Uh, they, I mean. I like before the week started, like I heard all this like sharp money was going on like the Saints and I was like I wasn't seeing it. And I was like, Come on, like, like what? This is uh kind of a little bit of like a revenge toward last dance thing for Rogers and Yeah. You know, like they're but 
You know what? Yeah, no, the Saints' D-line, they're good. They uh, they didn't make Rodgers feel comfortable. And uh, the Saints' offense, even without Michael Thomas, they look like they can at least be efficient and put up some points. Like, they might not wow the world, but they might be able to win some games uh, behind a good coach. I, I think Champagne's a pretty good coach. Yeah, I, yeah, I like Champagne. I think that's probably going to be one of those teams that you see hovering around, like, the 9-8. and eight. Yeah, and, and when when they shouldn't be though, right? Like, and yeah, that's a team. You know, like Michael Thomas needs to get back sooner rather than later if they're gonna make any run at the playoffs. Yeah. Um, hey, you know, maybe I'm still wrong. <laughs> like, maybe they can still go like whatever five and three to start the season without him. Maybe, maybe, like maybe we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I don't know what their schedule looks like, but divisional that, opponent upcoming against the Panthers this week. Yeah, it's a big one at we'll, Carolina. We'll talk about that yeah. for sure. It's at Carolina. I believe it's at Carolina. Wow. All right. We'll have to double check, but I believe they're giving Carolina three and a half at Carolina. They are. And that uh, is a good transition into the week two matchups. Let's just get into bang, it. Bang. Let's do it. Let's start off with week two saints at Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? It was actually one of the, you know, it's a one o'clock game, so let's just do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, so the Saints, they're 1 0 at Carolina, 1 yeah. 0. Uh, Carolina was a, you know, I guess you could call it two, uh, a tale of two halves. Right. They were dominating the Jets, but then Zach Wilson started figuring it out, and the defense kind of got exposed a little bit towards the end. Um, and then the Saints, they absolutely steamrolled. Uh, a re- I mean, I'm still going to call them a pretty good uh, Packers team. So, yeah, uh, what do you think is going to happen here? What are you looking at? Uh, is Saints minus – I have them minus three at Carolina. Yeah, so probably uh, roughly the same. I, although I will say in this situation, depending on you know where you get your lines from, three and three and a half is a big difference, oh, especially oh, in a divisional so, game. You I'm know? sorry, were you seeing three and a half on yours? My, so yeah, mine had three and a half. Okay, yours is three. I can definitely, to be honest, folks out there, you know, and betters, I'm sure you can understand that three versus three and a half actually does make a big difference. Absolutely. Uh, oh, that's the, like probably the biggest one. I, I think so. Like, yeah, three, 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 three versus three and a half, and then seven and seven and a yeah, half. Those are the two ones. biggest. Like, like half points yeah for sure um so yeah it does change it it does change things i will say divisional games you never really know what can happen um i feel like both these teams are pretty similar right they're both pretty similar i feel like uh they are both kind of like finding new identities like they have new, new quarterbacks, quarterbacks. Yep. like they kind of have a lot to prove here's what i i Quarterback, guess quarterbacks are playing for something i mean Jameis after the season i don't think he's Got it. Yeah, I think this is the last year on his contract. No, I believe so. Yeah. And then Darnold, they actually took his fifth year option, but still, right. he has to show something this year. So he does. Yeah. No, it's a very. This is a big game. It is. For, I think th- for both quarterbacks, if you're huge for both quarterbacks. Yeah. I think in this situation, I'm not going to try to over. I, I'll say this right now: I'm not confident in it. Don't ride with me on this. But if I had to give an edge to a team, I'm just going to go with who I think has the slightly better quarterback and the okay. slightly better. I'll guess I'll say I think the Saints have a slightly better quarterback. I think they have a slightly better defense, and I think they have a slightly better coach. And in that in that mm. in that case, I'll give a slight edge to the Saints. Okay. Um, yeah, this is a tough one for me. I. Um Right now, I actually have Carolina as my as my pick in this one, plus three. I don't hate it. They're at, all. at home. I um, I definitely like what Sam Darnold showed, I guess, and yeah. 
Uh, I mean, he didn't light the world on fire or anything, but, uh, you know, the Saints team, <laughs> and literally as I talked about how, like, I learned my lesson that the Saints are a good team. I, I, I also just think Carolina is like a – they're an under-the-radar team, and they're at home getting three. I think it's going to be a tight one. So I'm I'm willing to take the plus three. All right. Uh, if I if I had to bet this game, uh, so not on your card. Not on my card. Not on my. Not card. on my card either. Yep. Right. Uh, yeah. So as we go through these picks, we'll let you know if it's on our card or not on our card. We don't feel great about either of these, but we gave our picks anyways. Yep. Just we'll, we'll keep yeah, track. Just keep track of anyways. Yeah. You know, just because. Yeah. Uh, oh well. All right. So we uh, we went for the first Sunday game, but. It would be stupid to not talk about the Thursday night football game, which is going to happen tonight. Not, I mean, we're recording this Wednesday, but when you're listening to this, it's happening tonight. Thursday uh, night football. Yeah, yeah. We uh, last week we had a really exciting one, points scored and everything. Uh, Brady Dak put on really good performances, and then we got now Daniel Jones versus Taylor Heineke. Uh, it's quite a uh, big turn of events here. The uh, over-under is set at like 40 and a half. Mm-hmm. So Vegas projecting a very low-scoring game. Yeah. And uh, I tend to agree with that. The spread is uh, Giants plus three yeah. at Washington. So yeah. uh, what are you feeling for this game, Jay? So this is actually a game I do have on my card. Ooh, I do not have it on mine. So, but I do have a somewhat strong stance, and I already have some... Yeah, yeah, you go, you go first. So I think we're going to be on the same page with mm-hmm. this one. I think we've been on the same page about both of these two teams for the last few weeks, uh, and that's I, I'm going to go with the Washington football team here minus three. I think they'll present some of the same challenges that a team like Denver did last week. I think they'll have a good defense, uh, a good rushing attack. And I think that, believe it or not, I think Taylor Heineke will be a better game manager, better quarterback than people may be preparing or giving him credit for. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we just continue to see that not only is Daniel Jones not the dude, but when faced with a good defense, I mean, averages like his ceiling. So Giants just seem to be going in the wrong direction. Per usual, uh, important divisional game here for the, for the Washington football team. I like them to... Uh, to go into the Meadowlands and uh, no 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 I think it's at home is it at home oh yeah it's at home oh I thought I th- mm-hmm. oh definitely yeah. at home then yeah <laughs> then double down what I just said yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh wow yeah, you didn't even know no I thought it was in doesn't uh, no I I mean I holy shit I, I mean I could be wrong I'm almost I'm yeah no I, I'm well, guaranteeing that it's at Washington but uh I'll tell you what you know so I already had Washington the minus three in a parlay with you know some baseball teams uh just so how i do it yeah and uh just because i you know and so one game hit yesterday of you know and whatever but uh anyways washington minus three i like i was gonna try and limit my card to just six teams i think i'm 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 adding them i'm adding washington minus three to my card i like that um and you pretty much just like nailed on the head this offense for the giants is not one that like if they struggle against the Broncos, they're yeah. going to struggle against Washington. For sure. And uh, yeah, and the Washington football team offense, uh, you know, I I have to like you know like I just remember the playoff game against the Bucks last year, and I just remember seeing Taylor Heineke in this offense, and I was like, hmm, 
there's some potential here. Like, 100%. Like I, don't, like, I don't think they want him to be the starter next year, but I was like, you know what? This kid is showing some spunk. This yeah. kid, uh, and I have here that, like, his career, his career completion percentage is, like, 64%. His yards gained per pass attempt is, like, 6.4. Not great. Yards gained per pass completion is, like, 10 yards. And those are all, like, very similar with, like, Tyrod Taylor's, like, career. Yeah. Number. So he's not going to like wow you with like these deep throws or anything, but I think he's going to be able to like move the ball, move the chains. Yeah. Exactly. And and I know Antonio Gibson's a little banged up. Yes or no? Uh, I, so I think from what I saw, it was more so just he, he got a, uh, you know, a, a good workload in Sunday and was a little bruised. Oh, they, oh they, so there yeah, was, it was more just short a week, short and, week type. Cool. Of, so yeah. he's fine. Yeah. That's good. I mean, well, that's good news for me because I'm yeah. going to be betting on Washington. Myself. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> All right. That's uh, we got one. That's so for everyone listening, that is on both of our cards. Bang, These will all be uh, put out uh, on our story on Sunday school underscore HB. Actually, yeah, and we actually uh, we got some cool new templates oh, no. coming in too say. that uh, we can use. So, oh hell yeah, we'll be posting posting some stuff for the people. Sweet. So I uh, yeah, I hope you guys get on that. Um, I know some people are thinking the Giants, but you know, don't think like them. Don't overthink it. Washington's got a better defense, so just it's gonna be low scoring. So who do you want the better defense? Great. All right, defense. Uh, next game, we got, uh, let's see. It is the Houston Texans that uh, you so much love. They yeah. were your mortal lock last week. They were. And you hit. I did. And they're, but they're not playing Jacksonville again. No. And they're not at home. No. They're going to Cleveland. Yeah. 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 Pretty good, pretty good defense over there. Uh, uh, Cleveland did lose to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Um, I actually, you know, before that, I know we, I think on week one episode, I ended up pivoting and was on the Chiefs side. But before that, I definitely, like, like, like a month ago, I was like, oh, the Browns are definitely going to, like, have a good shot at winning that game. So they kept it close. They did. Put up a good fight. I believe up- they covered, right? Ultimately, they did cover. Yeah. Yeah. If you got plus five and a half, right, I think. Right. I think they lost by four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they put up a good fight against a, a, a rival. I'm yeah. willing to call them a rival now. Uh, those two. Certified. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City, uh, they have trouble with them. So, yeah, they had trouble with them in the playoffs last year. And yeah. Uh, the Browns have a good recipe. They have a really good run team, uh, pretty good O line. Pretty good weapons. Uh, OBJ wasn't there. Uh, once again, he's still a bitch. And then, uh, yeah, defense was pretty good, but they were playing the Chiefs. Uh, how do you think your Texans will fare against the Browns in a plus 12.5 spread game? So I feel like this is one of those ones where they're just begging you to take the points. They're just they're, begging you. I, I, wait, I think they are. Really? Wait, they, I think Vegas wants you to take the points. Take the Texans? Yeah, and the points. I think they do. I mean, jeez. Uh, I think that's what I think that's what Vegas. You think that's wants. what Vegas. Wants. I think Vegas wants to see a team that just won. That's one to know. Okay. That like you know, I, I think they're they're hoping a lot of people look and say a team that's one to know getting twelve and a half points that just put up forty yeah. points against a team that's zero and one. What's going on here? Like in Good reality, point. I yeah. Think, some people who might not pay attention enough. 
might be like, oh, you know what? The Texans could definitely cover that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, or like, yeah, yeah, they're coming off a win. Well, that's they a might... lot of points. Tyrod, yeah. Tyrod's, you know, he's been there, done that. Uh, but I, I, yeah. I, it's not it's not on my card. And I, I'm kind of second-guessing myself for it not being on my card because it's one of those bets that it seems blatantly obvious and easy to me. And because of how blatantly obvious and easy to me it's, it is, that it's making me second-guess myself. Yeah. But uh, if, if I'm not doing that, then it's clearly – the the Browns match twelve and a half, but I I don't know. You tell me. I will tell you, and I'll keep it short and sweet. It's so yeah. I mean, it's just it's right there. Cleveland minus twelve and a half on my card. Easy. Uh, and I wrote here as a note. This is Wednesday. I would feel confident at this at Cleveland minus fourteen. Uh, I totally see it going that way as the week progress. So if you are listening to this on Thursday, I would. I would highly uh, recommend getting this one in before Friday night. Uh, I totally see this one Sunday being around 13 and a half and then maybe possibly even 14. Like, I, I, I mean, I've already seen some spreads change since like last night. So this is something that like, you know, we're going to have to like if you hear us talking about a spread and, you know, and then it changes, you know, you're going to have to readjust a little bit. But I'm, I'm trying to warn you now, like I think it's going to go in the minus 14 direction. If it ends up being like minus 14 and a half, which I don't think that will happen, then I'm a little like, all right, this is, you know, the value is not there. But 12 and a half? Hell yeah. 13, winning by 13, 14. I think they're going to win by 27. This one. Yeah. And, and also on my card is Nicholas Chubb over 88 and a half rushing yards. That one I have for two units. I mean, I, I mean that's just stupid. Can I tell you what one of my fears is with that? That Baker comes out and throws all over them, and by the third uh, quarter, they're all they're they're using the, Kareem Hunt. The, what, I know. All right, last year they definitely used Kareem Hunt more in the the like the second half, and but like uh, I don't know, man. I I they they want to run the ball. Oh, they do. Like Chubb and should get over. First quarter, I think Chubb gets fifty rushing yards. Oh, he could. First quarter, he easily could. So I'm, I'm in, and I have them projected to have the lead the entire game. So, yeah. to me, I just think that's stupid. I, like, I don't have the opportunity to like make these like. Right now, I can't like customize my own like lines or anything, but right. I would customize it to Nick Chubb. Over 175 and a half rushing yards. I think he's going to get 200. All right, interesting. Over like, 100. Like, but I and I don't even know what those odds were. Like, you know. But I'm just saying, I think he's going to have like a crazy day. Like, it's just going to be silly. Silly willy. All right. Uh, all right. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, play, don't play it too silly. <laughs> just take the uh, over-under that, you know, Vegas gives you or whatever your site gives you. I saw somewhere today that it was sitting around 88 and a half. Two, that's my that's like my lock of the week right. like but that's not my like you know my mortal lock mortal no, lock should always right. be a team right? right right yeah yeah and a spread yeah sure so yeah that's like my favorite prop bet of the week nicholas chubb and then also i have cleveland minus 12 and a half uh the next game we this is an interesting one uh one of your teams cincinnati bengals plus two and a half i know you're a little excited to hype up your mans here and they're yeah. going to be going into Soldier Field, though. Uh, you know, they're, I mean, they're coming off a pretty humiliating loss. And some might think, hey, if this doesn't, I mean, this is a Dalton, quote unquote, 
revenge game. Is it? I mean, I don't think they like had bad blood at the end. But anyways, he does face the Bengals for his first time. You know he's going to start. Yeah. But could things go badly and they throw in fields in the, like the second half? Do you see that happening? Is that a possibility? I think that this Bengals team gets overlooked. And sure. I think they're a lot better than people give them credit for. And I think that the Chicago team is a complete dumpster fire. They have one positive. Really? I think they have one positive. It's the guy on the bench. <laughs> and or... that's dual, the guy on the bench potentially. But I think it's David Montgomery. I think he's their. Shi- he's, I think he's their shining spot. Okay. I think right now with Andy Dalton, I I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't see it. They they just seem to make foolish mistakes. I agree with that. I mean, like right now, why bet on a team that? Like I so yeah. I I don't know why you would want to bet on a team that like right now. Like when you I I just saw I saw a clip of like Justin Fields getting the rushing touchdown. Yeah. And like everyone just seemed like I mean. Obviously, like touchdown celebrations are, you know, everyone's riled up, but like it just seemed like everyone that was on the field for that moment was like, like really like they gravitated, gravitated towards them. They were yeah. pumped for him and they were like, yeah, let's go. They really felt it. And then they just, they went back to Dalton and the team kind of just like, you know, gave up. Right. And so as long as Dalton's out there, I'm worried about the rest of the team, like, playing for him you know what i mean like i think the rest of the team right now wants fields they like they know like all right we're not gonna be anything special with this, with andy dalton so yeah so dalton is starting this game i do not have this game on my card just because of i do respect uh the bears defense a little bit more than yeah. the bengals uh the bears are at home coming off a tough loss i you know and andy dalton Say what you want about him. He doesn't give you a good ceiling. Like, he doesn't, you know, he can't, like, light the world on fire anymore. But he could game manage to a win. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. So, this is a game that I do not have this on my card. But I do have checked off that I would take Cincy plus two and a half if I had to. I I I like that as well. I think, I think, yeah, I, I don't like it too much to have it on my card. But I would probably take since he plus two and a half as well. And in my book, since he was plus three, yeah. And, and I that's, think that's again a big difference. Yeah, I think that's a big difference, and I think that's that could very well end in a push, it, like worse. So I, yeah, I would do that too. Cool. Uh, next game we have the Vegas Raiders yeah. at Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are plus five and a half in this one. Uh, they are coming off a ridiculous game on Monday Night Football. Much, yeah. you know. When it talks about excitement, that one blew the doors literally off everyone's, you know, their their households. Like, literally. Like, that was nuts. Very nuts. What was going on? I, uh, luckily, luckily for me, I did have the Raiders plus three and a half. I, I remember telling myself right before the game started, just do the money line. Like, just do it. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, I don't want to sweat this one. But, yeah, what a crazy overtime uh, with the, you know, the Braylon, uh, Brian Edwards. I don't know why yep. I said Braylon. Idiot. Uh, yeah, Brian Edwards down at, like, the one or whatever. Then he throws a pick. And then the fumble by Lamar. Just absolute chaos. I'm glad they didn't tie. That would have sucked. 
Did you hear uh, Russell Wilson like on the Peyton and Eli thing? Did you no. actually? So Peyton and uh, Eli, they're now on like this, whatever. Uh, they do this Monday night broadcast. Yeah, it's like on ESPN too. Yeah, and I actually saw it, and I was like, I don't want to listen to that. But you know what? Honestly, like I, I probably will start listening to it. Wasn't it wasn't bad. No, so like I saw some clips, and I uh, like first off, I think ESPN is genius for doing this. Uh, I mean. Literally the entire night, they just like brought in like NFL stars just to like come in as guests and and like what a fucking awesome job for Peyton and Eli. I, I so I that they're doing the job out of their basements in their own in their own home. They don't have to go yeah. anywhere, and they literally like made this like studio in Peyton Manning's basement. It looks like he's at ESPN like studios, but he's not. Absolutely crazy. They must have paid millions of dollars to like you know just make that happen wow yeah no like i so i thought that was cool uh like look out for that on monday night football i i i didn't watch it the Peyton and eli thing but i think that could be fun to watch going forward uh especially if it's like a monday night football game that you're like eh you know not a great matchup might as well might as well listen to these funny guys right i and that's another thing i i hate to admit it as a you know patriots fan but those guys are funny would you disagree? I like I like Peyton more than Eli. You don't think, think he, Eli's I, funny? Yeah, no, really. Really? He's had some good SNL skits. I I can't say I've, I hate I hate I can't his guts. Studied up on of, him too much. Oh I, no, you have to watch him SNL. I think Eli Peyton's kind of funny. Yeah, no, they they both are. Right. They, I, I you know I could be wrong in that, and we're all entitled to our opinions. But yeah, anyways, uh, so back to the money that, or well, the Raiders. Uh, they shocked some of the world by yeah. beating the Ravens. And this is a team that, you know, kind of a lesson learned for me now that I'm looking at it. I thought this team was going to be pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Um, fourth in the division. Still could be. Uh, but, yeah, no, they had an impressive, like, week one showing at their home at their home turf. But now they have to go on the road to Heinz Field. So, and Pittsburgh is coming off a pretty good win against the Buffalo Bills team that yeah. was in the AFC Championship last year. They are. So what do you uh what do you kind of feel for this game? Like how is this kind of one It's five and a half points. Yeah. I mean, I really 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 don't know. The Raiders are one of those teams where I can just never I can't have confidence in them to suck when I need them to suck and think they're bad, and they can't win when I have confidence in them to win and think they're good. And I'm just gonna go with I'm just gonna not go overcomplicate it. I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I think their offense bounces back. Uh, the Raiders' defense is nowhere near what the Bills was. I think it's uh, gonna be a breath of fresh air for them. They're at home, um, and I think that defense is gonna be way too much for Derek Carr. I uh, I tend to agree with you on that one. And uh, yeah, no, I actually this one I. This might have to be like a, uh, like, I'm not going to put them on my card tonight. But they might be a late ad. They might be a late ad. Yeah, I'm uh, thinking that too because they're not on mine, but I'm very much So Pittsburgh that. minus five and a half, very yeah. intriguing. Uh, this, if, I think if the Raiders lose that game and like hypothetically, let's say the Raider, uh, Raiders don't make like a second half comeback and they lose by like 13. Yeah. I totally see the spread being more like seven and a half, eight. Like, so they're, they're getting some respect just because they won. And 
Yeah, I know. I just said like literally three minutes, three minutes ago, like, uh, you know, they may have taught me a lesson here. Like they might be good, but you know, they, sh they had some very ugly moments they did. in the first half and, you know, against a good def I see the Ravens, they were kind of banged up. They, uh, just, who did they lose? The uh, Marcus Peters. Yep. Marcus Peters. They yeah. just lost him and. Uh, like I didn't think they were a great defense going into that, even with right. Marcus Pierce. I thought they were middle of the road. Yeah. So now that you're playing Pitt, who just literally stopped like the what some people were calling as like the one of the favorites for MVP, Josh Allen. Josh Allen looked like back to his like sophomore year, Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, pretty inaccurate. Like we'll talk about that a little bit more, but I mean Pittsburgh's defense, you have to give them credit for you know, making that win happen. So I think coming off that game, I think Pittsburgh at home is pretty much a smash to me. Yeah. But Vegas, it's pr we're pretty fresh off that game. Like, it's Wednesday now. That was Monday night, just a couple nights ago. I got to let this one simmer. I'm de I mean, I'm, if I had to bet, it would be Pitt. This could be on my card. Okay. This is uh, it's teetering. It's on the fence right. for me. I like it. We're both on that same page. Both on the same page. Cool. We're teetering. Uh, next game, I can uh, promise you this one is on my card. It is the Los Angeles Rams Ooh. at Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Yeah, let's get into it. All right. Um, I'm gonna let you go first, but uh, as I have been, but. I mean, just first things first. I mean, the Rams, if you're watching Sunday night, they looked as advertised. If you uh, do end up listening to the week one show that we did last week, that is going to also, you know, show up tomorrow. Uh, you would know that I am a very big Rams fan this year, very big Stafford fan. And they showed out. Uh, their offense looks insane. Their defense, to me, looks insane. And, you know, like, I don't know what I'm like. I don't get it. The Colts, they got absolutely like steamrolled. All right. I said I was going to let you go first, but I, I, I just, you know, this is the Rams. No, yeah, me. take it. Take so, it. yeah, no, I like the Colts to me, they, I get it. They're at home, but like they were at home last week in Seattle, a team that like in the past, like the most recent years, like they have been a great road team, especially starting off the year. And I mean, Seattle had no problems. I, I haven't even. I again, like I, I was working, but what was the final score of that game? Seattle beat them pretty handily. Pretty handily, yeah, uh, yeah. Pretty. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I to me, this is a don't overthink it game. Uh, the Rams are a better team than the Seahawks, and the Seahawks handle this indie team at home. So don't be afraid of this. If you think. You liked if you liked what you saw on Sunday Night Football, like I did, then I just don't see why you wouldn't be hammering the Los Angeles Rams minus. I so I had the minus four in a parlay. I did that early on in the week once it first came out, and now that I'm seeing it minus three and a half, I am wondering what the fuck is going on with people in their heads. What are people drinking? What are people smoking? This one does not add up. This. Like I'll I'll announce my mortal lock at the end of the week, but this could be it. All right, all right, uh, uh, you go. So I said earlier in the show, I'll try to be quick here. I said earlier in the show that I saw a weakness in the in the Rams that, and they might make me eat my words, but something that 
I want to point out is that everybody's talking about Matt Stafford and this team's offense, and I agree. Their offense looked pretty good, almost as good as advertised, even without What do you mean almost? Almost. You know, I I, I still want to see it, you know, in motion for a few more weeks, even without without Cam Akers back there. It's only one week. But here's what I will say. And this – the, the idea first clicked in my head when I was watching the intro of the game and I saw the lineups for both teams. And on paper, I was way more impressed with the Bears' defense, like their plays on defense, than the Rams were. And the more I thought about it and the more I watched the Rams, their defense seemed to dominate more so as a result of the Bears just being a dumpster fire and Andy hmm. and, and, and Andy Dalton shit in his pants. I think that's a good defense. I actually think it could be a, you know a really good defense potentially. I don't think it's the most dominating defense in football, the best defense okay. in football. I don't think it's like a actually even right now a very good defense for a few reasons. I think a we saw. Uh, when you took the ball out of Andy Dalton's hands and you put it in the David Montgomery's, he ran all over them. And that was behind a putrid offensive line, just an awful offensive line that I think helped expose uh, the Bears' weaknesses and made the Rams' defense look even better. But then, again, other than Jalen Ramsey and, and Aaron Donald's, that is a team with a lot of fringe players on defense starting and playing important roles. Okay. Uh, they don't strike me to be the dominant deep defense, and I think they might get exposed when they start playing some divisional games. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, I could I be could, wrong. I couldn't I bring could, up. I mean, I could I, I'm not going to bring up the Rams roster right now, but I mean, like I, I think other than those top two studs at very, very key positions. I mean. If you talk defense and you're a GM right now, like what what positions would you want your best players at? I would pick the like a really really good cornerback, and I'd pick a really good defensive tackle. Agreed. agreed. And they have the best defensive tackle that we may have ever seen in our lives. Right. And a, like Jalen Ramsey, he falls in my top three. So to me, like I like I wouldn't take that lightly. Is where I'm at. Like I, no, like, definitely not taking. And when you're either. facing, who are they? Yeah, Indianapolis, who has literally right now like no receivers. Like True. Michael Pittman didn't do anything last week against Seattle, and I, I mean, what makes you think he's going to do anything against the Rams? And then I also think, all right, who else do they have on offense? Like it's just Jonathan Taylor. Like what are you going to do? Rely on Jonathan Taylor to put up twenty. Here's the thing. If you're going to beat the Rams, you better put up – I think you have to put up 27 points. Well, did, did Quentin I Nelson don't think, play last week? Yep. He did? Yeah. I didn't really get to see how he did, but he played. Everyone okay. played. Interesting. Everyone played for the Colts. Everyone's back. Uh, everyone played for the Rams, it seems like, and everyone's back. And the – I mean, just receiving core for the Rams is – I like, Van Jefferson showed out. Higby. Yeah. Like – this I, I don't know how the Colts a, a good defense. I like the Colts defense. I don't know how they're going to be able to keep up. There just seems to be too many weapons for the Rams, and f- so that's where I land. I don't see the Colts putting up more than twenty four, and I every single game I have the Rams for thirty. I have the Rams averaging thirty at least every single game. All so, right. Uh, the three and a half to me is stupid, easy peasy. It's in my card. All right. You All don't right. have this game on your card, but if you I, had to pick, 
I don't have the game in my card. If I had to pick, uh, I I would probably take the the Rams minus four. But there's okay. I, I, I really I I really feel weird about it. I do. Okay, cool. Just give yourself that little out there. Yeah, I do. In case, so yeah. yeah. I, to be honest, I might even if like now that I th- I for I might even take the the Colts plus four. I'm I'm gonna make none none of this like I like this, but I could. All right, what, so what? I'll take the Colts plus four. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll give you the Colts plus, plus four, four. If, in this one. Uh, my my bookie has it three and a half. I'll give you the four. All right, yeah, give me because some I'll take this the could four. change. Uh, you know, and I think it should. I don't know. On Tuesday night, literally last night. It was minus four, and today it's minus three and a half. So I don't know what's happening, but yeah, yeah, I'll All give right. you the plus four. All right, I'll, t- I'll, t- cool. I'll take I'll, four. I'll take. We'll, we'll put four. you down for that. Next game we have the San Francisco 49ers at the Philadelphia Eagles. Both teams are one and one. I mean one and zero. Oh. Silly, silly me. Uh, yeah, Trey Lance made his debut, but Jimmy G still got most of the time. Uh, Trey Lance threw his first touchdown. That was cool. A lot happened in this game. I mean, well, last week with San Fran is, you know, they they made Trey Sermon a completely healthy scratch. Raheem Mostert goes down. Now they have Elijah Mitchell. Uh, you really, like, from a betting standpoint, shouldn't put too much perspective, like, too much emphasis on this whole running back carousel. Uh, I think, the for me... The thing to like worry about is who's playing quarterback. Are the receivers for the 49ers good to go? Uh, I'm most worried about Brandon Ayuk, who really didn't yeah. play. He So it wasn't until 12.54 p.m. on Sunday until I heard that there was some rumors that Brandon Ayuk was like just going to be like a punt return guy. Right. And, and then at, and that pretty much was the case. He did not get any any targets i don't think and he got literally zero catches and they i mean so as like a like am i panicked being a guy that like likes brandon Ayuk? uh i mean i have to say a little bit but i think it was more so just about how he was he was down with a hamstring injury at like like 10 days before the the season started so they just had him Sit. I think they're just letting him like you know get fully healthy, which is probably smart by them. They're probably thinking, you know what, we're gonna handle this team pretty easily without Brandon Ayuk. We don't need him for this game. That's my stance on that. So this is a big week. Uh, if he's not up to speed yet, then I'd be a little bit worried about their receiving core going forward. I mean, but yeah, uh, they they go to Philly. Philly showed out for me. They uh, Philly. You know, I thought they were going to – I literally had them down for, like, an 0-7 start. Yeah. So, I already got the first win out of the way. <laughs> but this is a team I'm not willing to say that I, I've learned my lesson, that th- this team is good. You know what? Jalen Hurts is going to be – No, yeah, you can't Jalen Hurts is going to be the next Lamar Jackson. Uh, right. Look at, you know, Rager and Devontae Smith and Goddard and, like, look at all this. Like, I'm not willing to go there. They still have a lot of things to fix. Uh, their O-line, I will give them this. I think their O-line looked a little bit better uh, from what I saw, and that was a huge problem, and that's literally what, what got Carson Wentz like, kicked out of Philly because he looked so bad 
behind that horrible offensive line that he had to be behind. So, yeah, no, I, uh, this is a pretty, like, Philly, you know, they could make some noise. I'm not willing to say that they're a threat by any means. I'm still, you know, I'm still thinking of them as one of, like, the worst teams in the NFC East right with the Giants. So what do you feel like for this game? Justin, the San Francisco 49ers are favored by three. Yeah. At the link. I don't really know who to pick here, but I do have on my card Ooh. the over Ooh. of 50 and a half. The over is at 50 and a half? 50 and a half. Ooh. And I like that because I really think this could end up a shootout between both teams. Mm. Uh, okay. I don't really have confidence in either team's confidence in either team's defense. Um, and the you know the Eagles are showing me that they're you know a more competent offensive squad than Jared Goff and the Lions. So I wouldn't be surprised to uh, you know mm. see the overhead here. That's 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 what I'm going to pick out of that game. As far as the as far as again I, this isn't it. I'm not. I, I wouldn't pick either of these teams to put on my card. I'll put the over yeah. on my card. If I had to pick cool. either one, Eagles plus three and a half or San Fran minus three and a half, I'll, uh, I'm going to go out on the limb and uh, I'm going to take the Eagles minus uh, plus three and a half. Cool. Uh, you, you have it at plus three and a half right now? That's what I saw today. I yeah. saw that. Uh, it was plus three and a half on Tuesday. Now it's Wednesday and I have it at minus three. Okay. So it seems like it's trending that direction. So I'm going to just go ahead and say I actually don't even have a pick here. Uh, I actually didn't. This is like one of the games I didn't <laughs> check off. And so, yeah, it's not on my card. And, yeah, no, this is a toughie. Uh, I think it co- could go either way. I'm not a big believer in San Fran, just like season long or Philly season long. I oh, – Ugh. I mean, San Fran show that they can like give up that many points to Detroit offense. Right. That isn't really good. Uh, man. Yeah, with, with a lot of uncertainty with the San Fran offense, I'd be willing to go plus three Philly here. Yeah, I'm in. Awesome. But not on my card. No, not on my card no, either. No. Not on my card. Cool, yeah. All right, next game. We got, uh, ooh, let's talk about our hometown boys. The New England Patriots, yeah. they're not hometown this week, though. They have to go to the New York J- Jets. Uh, the Jets, they came up short against Carolina, as we talked about earlier. And so did the New England Patriots. They came up short against the Miami Dolphins this past week. Uh, yeah, I mean, we all know what happened, and it was not a pretty sight. A game that the Patriots should have won, they let go. Do they come back in this one? And start off the year one and one. I do think so because I think that we've seen what Bill Belichick's track record is against rookie quarterbacks. I know we have a rookie quarterback, but I, th- mm-hmm. I, th- I think he's good. Dare I say he might even be special of, of the group. But I do think Belichick in this very good, above average Patriots defense, which we potentially think could be a top five defense in the NFL. Uh, I think they find a way to make Zach Wilson uncomfortable, force turnovers, and uh, the offense settles back in. I actually think it's a huge bounce back week for Damian Harris, which really? is unfortunate because I'm playing him in fantasy uh, in, in our league of record. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with the Patriots bouncing back here. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in that. I'm very confident in the money line. 
Five and a half is a lot of points for a divisional game. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll put the Patriots money line on my card, and I'll uh, I think they Ooh. bounce back. Nice. All right. I um, I was this is a game that like so going into the season, I totally thought that the Dolphins were the game were going to be the team to like cakewalk over, and that the Jets were going to give you the bigger battle. And I now 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 that I know, I mean, I Flores has a good you know I think he's going to be a good coach for Miami, yeah. and that team is just always going to be pest. Uh, and Robert Sala, I think that he is also going to become the next pest in the group. But this week, I totally agree with you that I think the Pats really bounce back. I think they give Mac Jones more, um, like, you know, decision-making, like, at the, you know, like, I think they're, instead of giving him just, like, one play and saying, like, hey, you know, like, the, like I think they're going to, like, kind of give him some like opportunities to you know call different plays like at like without the coaches like he's a smart player he's the smartest quarter he's the smartest quarterback probably to come out of the draft yeah uh pro football focus i know like had him as the best ranked rookie quarterback in week one even though he lost yeah uh so there's some good signs from mac jones i i just see that the jets secondary is pretty trash and he should be able to uh, get one over the top to Aguilar, and maybe the tight ends get a little bit more involved. I, I actually think it'll be more of a passing attack, quick passes, and uh, yeah, because I don't think they're uh, the front seven for the Jets is actually still like somewhat solid. So right. I think they might actually like. I know Mac Jones actually threw for a little less than forty pass attempts last week. I think he gets around forty again. Interesting, and right. I think he's a little bit more efficient with those. So, all right, I like it. I like Pat's my six, not on my card, uh, but yeah, I like it. Uh, next one, we got the Denver Broncos minus six at Jacksonville. Jacksonville mm. is, ah, uh, man, Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence had a weird debut: three touchdowns, three picks. Yeah. It's kind of giving me the uh, the old Blake Bortles vibes. I could see this going really wrong. Like, like, just like Jacksonville's offense the whole year. Like, I could see this just being messy, and you know, they might put up yards, they might put up, you know, some touchdowns and all. But at the end of the day, their defense is just so bad. And I mean, Denver last week, they, you know, they kind of, they kind of controlled the game against the Giants, even though the Giants did kind of hold them to a decent, like, you know, three yards per carry with yeah. both running back so they can control the run but in denver wants to run well i mean all right so now i'm talking like cross pass denver you know they still won the game by double digits against a team that was strong against the run and that's what they want to do denver is going to want to be able to run in this one and jacksonville cannot stop the run so uh this game i am oh i did not have it on my card one two three this is my fourth team on the card. There you go. Yep. Yeah, it's confirmed. I ha- I love Denver minus six. Me too. Um, I Jacksonville's just so bad. You sniped it last week. You were like, I'm taking the Texans. You know, I'm taking them. They're they're underdogs. I don't care. Like this Jacksonville team is dog shit. And here we are. And Jacksonville is still. I've I've heard there's a lot of problems with like people trusting each other. Yeah, coaches kind of butting heads. People not believing in Urban Meyer. Right. I'll take the team that believes in Teddy Bridgewater and 
they're just going to be able to run the ball all over this team. Yeah. The spoiler alert, this game may come back up again later in the show, but I'm going to, yeah, Broncos minus six. I'm all about that. I'm not even going to overcomplicate it. I just, I think yeah. this is, uh, I think it's free money. If I'm wrong, then what the, I don't know what the hell's going on, but <laughs> that's free money. I'm taking it. Nice. I like it. Uh, all right, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, we have 1-0 Arizona Cardinals. Minus 3.5 now against yeah. the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings came up short for me last week. Uh, if you weren't listening last week, I am willing to tell you that I had the Vikings as one of my picks in Survivor. I was all about them. I had Vikings minus 3 in one of my parlays, so that didn't work out. So it wasn't a, you know, I, I'm... This isn't why I'm going to be picking Arizona in this one. I'm picking Arizona in this one because they looked like they looked like a Chiefs offense that you just can't stop. Yeah. And they could be that team that takes that leap on offense that can just like just spread it around and you there's just no way of knowing like who like there's always going to be someone open. Hmm. And then if there isn't anyone open, that means Kyler Murray is going to just run the ball like and just pick up the first. I think this team is just built to put up 30-plus points a game. Uh, until uh, in Minnesota, I mean, their defense, they were, supposed to, they were supposed to be better this year. They didn't really show that in the week one, uh, letting Cincinnati kind of, you know, control them and, uh, you know, let them in the game. So, yeah, I, I'm taking Arizona here, and they are on my card. All right. Minus three and a half. There's just... This is one to me. Don't overthink it. Better offense, and honestly, defense. I could I could go there and take Arizona's got a better defense. Look at Chandler Jones last week, five sacks. I don't think that was the 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 Tennessee Titans' offensive line letting that happen. I think that the defensive line for Arizona could cause some problems just going forward. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I'd be lying if I said it made sense to me. But that being said, I feel like you got to hammer Arizona, hammer, uh, Arizona here. And the reason why it doesn't make any sense is because I don't understand how the team that's 1-0 that looked amazing that blew the other team out in their 50-50 game week one is only like a three-point, three-and-a-half-point favorite at home against a team who got, who got beaten, looked awful, uh, disappointed against their 50-50 team week one. Um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. And usually when things doesn't make, don't make sense to people, it's for a reason. But I like what you're saying. Don't overthink it. It's still week two. The sports books are getting caught up. The NFL is getting caught up. Go with the Cardinals. You'd kick yourself if you didn't. Pretty rad. I like it. Let's go to another game that is on my card, and it might be on yours. This is going to be Dallas plus three at the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, just sitting with you, I know that you're before the season started, you really liked the Chargers, and so did I. Uh, they ended up beating the Washington football team. Uh, and say what you want, like Fitzpatrick left the game, and there was a lot of just inconsistency with that offense. So did they uh, did they squeak by because Fitzpatrick wasn't healthy and – all that stuff and the offense couldn't click and they just kind of walked away with the game there or is this a Chargers team 
ready to play in front of their home stadium that can take advantage of a Dallas team that, uh, you know, isn't great on defense. And, I mean, they showed out on offense against a good Tampa defense. So I think I think Vegas got this spread right, just right off the bat. And plus three. I think this will be a pretty good game. So what, what side are you kind of leaning towards? This is, I don't, you know, Beers, I, I want to hear your take first. I want to hear your all take. All right, all right. I am leaning towards, and it makes me sick to say this, but the Dallas Cowboys plus three. Yeah. They showed me enough where, like, all I was kind of worried about with this team having a slow start was Dak Prescott. And he showed me that he is totally fine. I We were worried about him mentally being ready. He's mentally ready. He's physically ready. And I totally, like, this Chargers defense, I don't think they are elite. I, and I think, I like, as I said at the opening, like, for this take is I think they kind of are just getting a little bit too much hype because they kind of had an easy matchup last week dealing with, you know, with they Fitzpatrick out of the game, and then now Washington has to have a completely different, like, game plan with Heineke. That, that I mean, that's a totally – those two guys right. are totally different quarterbacks. And so for that reason, I think the Chargers are being a little bit – I mean, so right now Vegas, if it was on a neutral field, they would have this as a pick em. Right. And if I had to pick the better team right now, a better offense for me is definitely Dallas. And that's with Michael Gallup being out for a while. And I, I think Zeke has a bounce back here. The Chargers' front seven isn't, like, spectacular against the run. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I'll take the plus three in this one, and I'll let you go. Uh, that's where I'm at. So I don't want to overanalyze because I'm really not sure here. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me – that would help me make this decision is knowing kind of the state of the Dallas Cowboys as a team, right? And what I mean by that is they strike me that the type of like the type of team that coming out on opening night, losing a heartbreaker to Tom Brady after giving it their all, I feel like they're the type of team, and they can prove me wrong, that would like let them separate that that separate them and bring them apart as opposed to Ooh. like. Make them like bear down and get ready for the next week and the task at hand. Like yeah. I don't know if they have like that mental toughness, that leadership from the top. But I've said it time and time again. I don't like Mike McCarthy. I don't think he's good. Yeah. And do um, we all know Jerry Jones is a problem? I don't know. I think on paper, I think the Cowboys should be good enough to go beat the Chargers. I just really worry about how they respond uh, as a team. So. I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to ride with you and just say based upon what I saw week 1 that the Cowboys getting points uh I like their chances to come out and at least cover if not outright win the game. Uh but it's it, it it's interesting. I don't think I'd be shocked either way. Cool. All right. Yeah. I that should be a really good game. Very good. Let's uh I think we All right, we have one more game before we end the prime time. It's the Seattle-Tennessee game. Uh, Seattle came off a very hot start. Uh, some people thought, you know, they are going to come off slow. I don't think I was one of those people. But, yeah, no, Russell Wilson looked good. The receiving core looked good. And Tennessee, 
I mean, whatever you say about them, they looked bad. Uh, O-line looked bad. They couldn't get their offense going. They had some just garbage time, like touchdowns that were just meaningless. This this should be – I think Mike Vrabel should have his team fired up, ready for this game. But, I mean, going into Seattle, man, that's a tough uh, place to go into. Where, where are you thinking? What, what are you thinking for this? Five and a half for Tennessee. Yeah, it's just – I. I like. I actually, I'm going to go with Tennessee here. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take. I'm going to take Tennessee minus five and a half. I think this team finds a way to bounce back, and even if they're not able to come up and go into Seattle with the W, I still think it's a respectable game. And I honestly see it coming down to like a field goal, something like that. I really, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I, I can't. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to try to, again, keep it simple. I think the Titans are better than they are, and I think they'll come out and play better, and uh, I think they'll cover five and a half. I'm actually on the other side here. All I right. think Seattle uh, proved me wrong a little bit. Like I didn't think they were great coming out, but then they showed me that they can face a pretty good defense and put up some points pretty quickly and efficiently. efficiently. And if they're doing that against the Colts at home, they should be able to do that against the Tennessee Titans all right, so they were at Indy doing that. At Seattle, I think they can do that against a worse defense. Tennessee is worse than the Colts defense. Um, I think we, I think there's like this misconception that Tennessee has a good defense, and they're really not. They have a lot of problems in the secondary, and like I, I just see this possibly going into the, like the blowout direction. I'm not like banking on that, but yeah. If I had to pick Seattle minus five and a half is my pick. All right. Uh, let's get into the primetime games. This is a this is like if you're an NFL fan, you should be pumped up about this one being a Sunday night game. We got Kansas City minus three and a half at Baltimore. That's gonna be fun to watch. After after watching Baltimore, I like man that offense. Like they could be good even without like some of those pieces. Like and all those pieces are just running backs and Rashad Bateman, but. Like, Sammy Watkins showed out a little bit in little spurts, and uh, Hollywood came out with a pretty good debut. Mark Andrews, somewhat quiet, but we all know what he can do. And their running game, man, I mean, I I think they're going to be able to keep up. But, I mean, Kansas City obviously is the best offense in the league and solid defense. What what are you thinking? Minus three and a half for Kansas City. That half a point. I hate that half a point. Half a point sucks. Yeah. I, I would say if you got the option, obviously is the the you know this is kind of like a politician's way out. If you have the chance to buy that half a point down to minus three, I think you should definitely do it. But if you're not and you don't, I think I'm still gonna go with the Chiefs minus three and a half. I think they're just a better overall team I, right now at this point. I think uh, I think you know the Ravens. I think they're struggling to still find their offensive identity after losing their three. Uh, they're three first running backs. Um, and then obviously it's a big hit losing Marcus Peters on defense, like we mentioned earlier in the show. But that being said, their offense still looked uh, pretty elite the other day. They showed they were a tough, resilient team. I mean, the Browns came out and really gave them everything. They punched them in the mouth from trick plays to going for it on fourth down to two-point conversions. And we saw the Chiefs uh, able to be resilient and stick it out. I'm going to go with the Chiefs minus three and a half. Wow, okay. This goes uh this is the last game of my card. 
Or maybe, maybe, maybe there's isn't. There's a Monday Night Football game coming up after. There is. I said six to eight teams. Right now I have one, two, three, four. This is the seventh game of my card, so I might go eight because I like the Monday Night game, and we'll, we'll get to that after this. But Sunday night, I am definitely – like, so I, I get it. All right, Baltimore is coming off a loss. They – they show that they can definitely choke. Lamar isn't like the greatest passer of all time. Um, but the, the weakness with Kansas City, like, is that they can't really stop the run. We saw yeah. Nick Chubb be able to run all of them last year. That it, it last year in week one, I, right. it, like last year, teams could run all over Kansas City. That's the strength of the Baltimore Ravens. I am going with Baltimore money line on my card. Wow. On my card. I am this is a bounce back game for them. It's at home, Sunday night football. I've seen what this stadium can be like. Uh with, you know, the fans going nuts. Like this is like a this will be a sick game. This is gonna be a really fun game. I, I think it's gonna be close, but I'm willing to take the value. I think it's Love plus it. one fifty five on Baltimore money line. This is I I mean, Lamar Jackson, man. I I saw enough from him where he can hit those throws and i i know that in previous matchups he's been able to run all over the chiefs and yeah. so all right um yeah this is where i'm kind of getting a little a little ballsy but i i'm looking at my card and i have literally favorite 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 so i this is my favorite uh money line pick of the week for an underdog i think the chiefs are going to have you know they're, I think they're they have a tough schedule this year, yeah. and I think they're gonna lose some games on the road. This is gonna be one of them. Baltimore Ravens money line. All right. Yeah, I'm getting dangerous there. The uh, Monday Night Football game is Detroit Lions plus eleven at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, <laughs> very interesting to see a team plus eleven. Going to someone that just laid a fucking egg, thirty-eight yeah. to thirty-eight to three or whatever. Uh, I mean, but I mean, yeah, it's surprising yet not. I mean, Detroit Lions—they uh, came into the season with literally what some people believed was no offense. I would start to say, you know, they have some resemblance of an offense. They have a quarterback that was once in the Super Bowl, so he's been there, and he's a little pissed off. You know, when you, when it comes to people who are pissed off in this league, Justin, Jared Goff has to be one of the most pissed off guys. If he's got it in him, he just—I mean—he just came from literally one of the best like situations in the league. Yeah. I mean, with the Rams, great defense, great weapons, great coach, great offensive mind, and he gets yeah, yeah. Maybe Sean McVay uh, noticed something, but and just knows you know what you're not as good as we thought you were. Uh, so that's why he got traded. But I, hey, maybe it's not as good as advertised. But I don't. I also don't think he's in the bottom, whatever, of the league. I think there's some other starting quarterbacks that are worse than Jared Goff. Uh, this could be a really interesting matchup, division game. Detroit. We saw them battle back against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Coming down, they were down 38 to 10 in the third quarter. Cover that one. Do we see a backdoor cover in this one, Justin? What are you thinking? Or maybe they just went out right. 
Is that a possibility? Uh, to be honest, I think anything's a possibility for this game. I think the easy thing to say is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers bounce back on prime time against a shitty divisional opponent. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like the easy, the easy way out, the easy, the easy way explanation. Out. I guess the easy way out. In reality, I think it's. Uh, I think it could wind up being a situation where the uh, the Lions actually come out with nothing to lose and mm-hmm. every you know everything to gain and maybe. St- punch the Packers a little bit in the mouth. And I think uh, I think the Packers will win the game. I don't think the Lions will win okay. the game. But I actually, I really like the Lions getting uh, 11 points, 11, 12, whatever that it's is. It's a lot I of really points. Like it. It's a lot of points. Yeah. It's a lot of points. It's a divisional matchup. And, again, the Packers didn't score a touchdown last week. so They didn't, yeah. I'll take the Lions. Wow. Do you think the Packers, what you, you know, how many points do you think they put up? I think it's going to be... Uh, just the Packers. Just, just the, Packers. the Packers. How many points do you think they put up against that pretty pretty horrendous defense I without st- without Jeff Okuda? I still think they'll put up like 33 points maybe. Well, so you're putting the Lions for... Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm, 33 to maybe I'm the 24 Lions, or something? Yeah, I'm putting the Lions in, in like the 24 to like 28 point range. Ooh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I, got, I was like, wait, what? You're picking the Lions and then putting the Packers for 33? All right. Uh, yeah. All right. That's, that's cool. I, I can respect that. The, uh, Lions, I mean, plus 11 is a lot of points. I'm actually going to be going with the Green Bay Packers here. Right. I've been flip-flopping, flip-flopping on this one for a bit, but I just have to like think to myself, yeah. this, this Green Bay offense, I, like I, I know the weaknesses. It's the O-line. They have a few injuries there and I'd never like an offense that has, bad O-line like that could literally be a recipe for disaster but Detroit has a pretty like pretty horrible defense and they just lost their first round pick last year Jeff Okuda cornerback uh he's out for the year um he wasn't like a huge game breaker or game player like he wasn't solid but still he was one of their starting corners so you have to put that in perspective especially when the receiver on the other team is Devontae Adams. Uh, Devontae Adams, in his last eight games against Detroit, yeah. seven touchdowns. Uh, this is since since 2012. Uh, the only So it's second most against the Detroit Lions wow. in that span. Can you guess who has more touchdowns than Devontae Adams in that span? So, we're we're so, not including so, quarterbacks? So this is, uh, yeah, receivers, tight ends, or running backs. Uh, most, or actually, maybe not running backs. So receiving touchdowns versus the Detroit Lions since 2015. Devonte Adams has the second most in the NFL. Really? Uh, who do I think? Who's number second one? most against them since 2012? I mean, 2015. I mean, who's number one? Who is number? So you'd have to immediately think Bears, Vikings because of division or Packers, but probably not Packers. It's not Packers. Or, or I mean, it doesn't have to be a division rival, but I would probably bet that. I mean, I mean, wow, yeah, you would think it would be a division rival. I mean, I would probably since 2015 though. Since 2015, so this is a long time. Though. Yeah, that is, that is a long time. I, I don't, I don't know. Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. Eight touchdowns against the Detroit Lions since 2015. I just, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was a little fun. You know. Inter- very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Devonte Adams owns the Detroit Lions. Is you know basically my only 
stance on that one. And without their top corner, I think he's going to dominate. Like, right. um, so I am putting. I was going to make the last thing on my card, the Green Bay Packers, minus 11. But I'm, inst- I'm instead now just doing Devontae Adams over on receiving yards. Okay. I don't know what it is. I mean, I I imagine it's less than 100. He's going to get 130. So uh-huh. uh, he, he has re- ridiculous averages against the Detroit Lions. Uh, Rodgers, 22 games started against the Detroit Lions. He's 17-5. and five. Uh, passer rating of 106.2, 46 touchdowns to eight picks. It's, I mean, like, I, I love what's going on in Detroit. Don't get me wrong. But, like, and in, in obviously this is literally coming off the worst performance of Aaron Rodgers' life. Right. After that game, when he showed up to the press conference thing, I thought he looked like a homeless person. He looked homeless. He, he looked really, like, out of, out of whack. So this could be dangerous. He might be in a bad place. He could I, definitely be in a bad place. He could be in a bad place, but I'm willing to bank that he's not. He in his career, whenever he has like a really, really poor performance, he just like Tom Brady usually follows it up with a really good one. Yeah, uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually. So the last thing on my card will be Devontae Adams over on receiving yards. Whatever your whatever your bookie offers you, take it. Just take it. All right. So yeah, uh, that's kind of it for the slate this week. I ho- oh, <laughs> all right, best for last. I know this is silly. I, I knew I missed one because I was like, I just I was like, all right, let's get through these other ones. And but Atlanta plus thirteen at Tampa. Can we Tampa. do this one quick? Tampa, 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 all right. Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Just no other words. Tampa, Tampa. Tampa. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, that's the slate for you guys. I uh, hope you guys ride us. We'll post our cards up, and uh, yeah, I you know last week we on Survivor picks we went one and one. I lost in the Vikings. Or all right, so Mortal Locks, yep. Mortal Locks. We uh, I lost. Justin won. We're gonna do that again. So Mortal Lock right now. Who is your Mortal Lock? As a, like in a spread. Yeah. Who is it? Out of all the guys on your card, yeah, I'm gonna keep it simple, and I'm uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say Denver minus six. Yeah, um, I think that's one that if they were playing a few weeks from now, it would open up at like Denver minus like eight or nine. I think it's Denver still getting a little benefit from the Trevor Lawrence uh, hype train, and it's still being early on in the year. I think the the Broncos come out and beat them by two scores. Cool, I I, I very much like that. I had them on my card. It will not be my mortal lock. My mortal lock will have to go to, yeah, you know it. You know it. Tell them. You can, no, you can tell them. The Rams? Yeah, the Rams. the Rams. Yeah, Rams minus three and a half. Don't overthink it. Uh, this is a better offense than the Colts, better defense than the Colts, better coaching than the Colts. Uh, Colts are coming off a tough loss. Rams are just, they're a wagon. Greatest show on turf. Uh, Vegas has not given them the respect that they deserve yet. At some point, they will. But until then, we will keep hammering the Rams minus three, minus three and a half whenever they face anyone that's just average. So that's my rule of thumb. Whenever the Rams are playing anyone average, like the Colts, if they're anything less than like minus whatever, then six, and just hammer them. And that's my lock for the week. 
So yeah. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, Survivor. You're playing Survivor still, huh? We are. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So who do you think you're going with? Uh, I have a different pick than the Rams because I already used them last week. So last week I had two entries. I put one on the Patriots, one on the Buccaneers. Both almost wound up losing. Luckily, the Buccaneers wound up winning. So I got one entry moving forward that I can't use the Buccaneers on. Uh, I think this week I'm going to go ahead and lock in uh, Denver. I'm not going to stray. Oh, I'm just cool. going to take Denver, make my way to week two, and reevaluate. I especially uh, seeing as how you know a team like Denver, especially once they get into divisional play and some of the, the media parts of their schedule, there aren't too many free wins. So yeah. You know, want to try to use them up early on Survivor Pool, and I think they got a, a guaranteed thing. And I'm going to go pretty simplistic here. I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. I am not buying that this Houston Texans football team will be able to. I mean, they already got their win out of the way. I don't think they got. I don't think they have too many in them. So no, me neither. Browns are a dynamite team. Uh, this is a good week to use them if you're trying to just get to week three. And that's what I'm going to be doing. And if the Texans somehow win, just know that I am just hurting myself. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know last episode we kind of ended on some fantasy news. Do you want to – do you have any fancy, like, little stuff to look out for? Any uh, any players to look out for? I know waiver wires have probably already hit and people have already picked their guys up. Uh, Such as, you know, Elijah Mitchell was, like, the hottest guy that everyone wanted. Uh, He went for, like, in a fab league, he went for 55 in our league. I saw some leagues he went for, like, over 80% of your fab budget. Uh, Anyone else that maybe snuck through the uh, waivers and that you're keeping an eye on that you're telling our our homies to look out for? Yeah. as far as people to keep a waiver wire uh, eye on, you know, I don't, I didn't see too many things over the week one that impressed me out of people that probably wouldn't likely be rostered already. Mm-hmm. Um, I will well, say yeah. one thing I learned about we have a pretty good league, so like, right. So I feel like you can name some guys on some teams benches. Though. So I mean, yeah, I I think. Uh, wow. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think. I, I think uh, honestly, I really like your guy uh, Osborne out of the Vikings. Oh. I think that's I think that's a guy who I think a lot of people are going to be looking. You think he's worth up. an ad? I think he's probably worth an ad at wow. this point. I haven't done that. Yeah, I, I only draft Kings uh, KJ Osborne last week because I was like, oh, he's the number three receiver on the Vikings, and they're going to smash the Bengals. Right? They did not smash the Bengals, but KJ Osborne was a really nice DraftKings play. He won me a. A little like hometown cash yeah. lineup. Uh, I wasn't in the same one as you, so KJ Osborne helped me. Yeah, there you go, big time. So yeah, that was a that was a good play by me. Uh, to my own horn there, pat myself in the back. Um, yeah, other guys that could surprise that might still be on our waivers. He's still on our waivers. Mark Ingram. Yeah, I was looking um, at him earlier. To be he's honest. a guy that I'm not. I'm not picking him up right now, considering my running back depth and everything. But like, that's a guy that you know seems like he could be the leading ball carrier for the Houston Texans, a team that wants to run. I don't know how bad your running back depth is. Mine isn't too bad because I'm, you know, I'm me. (laughs) All right, I shouldn't be, you know, talking so highly of myself. But yeah, Um, I would totally be on him if I had some running back trouble. He could get. He could help you in these next couple of weeks, especially if you're, you know, if you got an injury or something. I'd 
keep an eye on that guy. Also, running backs, I know, um, you know, running backs are hard to find. So, I, <laughs> this is, this one's just funny to me. It sounds gross coming out of my mouth, but <laughs> Carlos Hyde. I don't hate it at all. Yeah. Is some guy that could help you out. And I'm just going to, like, like, I saw a screenshot someone put out there, like, and they were just like, what the fuck is happening? And it was like, it must have been like, like going into halftime or something or whatever. And Carlos hot or James Robinson had five carries for 25 yards. So five, five yards per carry. Pretty good. Pretty good number for the NFL, right? Yeah. Carlos Hyde had nine carries. So more than James Robinson for like 40 something carries, 44 yards or something. So, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't doing bad with his carries. Uh, and he actually had, and he had more than James Robinson. So, so, who knows what Urban Myers is going, what's going on in his head. Um, Carlos Hyde is a guy that it might look ugly, but like, hey, you might get one good year out of him here. He definitely might. Uh, yeah, that's kind of all I got. That is all I got, too. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm ready for week two of football. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Thank you for listening to Sunday School. Uh as I said earlier, we had our week one episode a little delayed. So if you want to listen to that, it's quite a long one. Uh, if you see that and you're a little intimidated and you don't want to listen, uh, well, I mean, that's your loss. But, I mean, you get, to, like, in that episode, we literally talk about some of our teams that we like for the full season. Uh, but, yeah, I understand, like, if you, uh, we talk about the lines. You can see what we thought. And... But yeah, this week, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna have a pretty good week. I, I think, we, I think we learned our lessons, and we're gonna put up a positive, positive units. For sure, for Definitely. sure. That's that's so. that's the plan. Yep. Nick Nick Chubb. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. All right. Peace out, homies. Later. That was another episode of Sunday School. See ya.